Tanya for the 25th of Iyab first story. Rechai Meir was the attendant of the Alter Rebbe's oil, the resting place of the Alter Rebbe. And he, he told the following story. He said one time, two young, two young men showed up at the, at the oil of the Alter Rebbe, at the resting place of the Alter Rebbe. And they came in and they were, they were really, they were crying extremely hard. They were hysterical. And they stayed for a very long time. And then they left. And on their way out, the Chaim Baruch was, Chaim Meir was very curious. It didn't seem like Chabad Chassidim. And something, it seemed like there was some form of story there. So he asked them, what, why, are you, why are you here? What's your story? They told him the Alter Rebbe had, had brought them back to Judaism. And of course, this was many years after the passing of Alter Rebbe. So he was very curious because they were young men as well. And he asked them, how? So he said, they told him like this. They said, we're tailors. And we would go from town to town do, doing what tailors did in those days, finding jobs and doing them and moving to the next town, collecting enough money to, to, to set themselves up. And as they went on their travel, they stopped, they started dropping a lot of their Judaism. This uh, one thing went there, another thing went there. Before they knew what was going on, they, they had dropped a lot of their Judaism. And at some point, they decided to make their way back home. They weren't, they weren't that religious at that point, that's, that's putting it very suddenly. And they, they stopped in the, vid- the village of Piena. And when they, came to, when they came to the village, they found an inn. And in the, in, in the inn, they asked for food. And the man told them he didn't have any kosher food. He said, no big deal. Bring us some sausages. Whatever you have, just bring it for us. So the man said, no problem. Go to your rooms and I'll bring it to you. So they, these two young men went to their rooms. And a short while later, the innkeeper came. And the innkeeper came armed. And he told them, give me your money. And I'm, I'm going to come back to kill you. And so he, they gave them all their money. And they realized that they were in the middle of nowhere. And they were in and they were locked inside their room. And they realized that was it. They were going to die. So they started dubbing. And they realized that they had a lot to dub and for. They had a lot to pray for and a lot of re- redemption to, to, to be had, a lot of um, repentance to do. And they spent the entire night crying and sobbing and asking Hashem to forgive them for all the things they've done. And then in the morning, the innkeeper comes and says, here's all your money. You're welcome to go. <laughs> so they said, well, what's going on? And he said, many years earlier, a uh, rabbi had come here. And the rabbi spent a few days here and then passed away. But before he passed away, he called me and told me like this. He said, many years from now, there's going to be two young Jewish men who are going to come here. And this is exactly what you need to do. You need to take their money, lock them in their room, and then let them out in the morning. So he said, "How the innkeeper asked the rabbi, this, this great rabbi that passed away there, how, is a, how am I going to know who they were, who they are? And he said, offer them, see, offer them, tell them you have no kosher. And if they don't mind having non-kosher food, that's your sign. And these two men told Chaim Meir, the caretaker of the Alter Rebbe's oil, this was Alter Rebbe. Before the Alter Rebbe passed away, he looked into the distance, into the future, saw us, and took care of us. How could we not cry by the oil of the Alter Rebbe? It's a beautiful story. Today's Tanya, we're continuing the last idea, let's call it, in the book of the Tanya. And the, the, this idea is complex. There's no, there's, it's, as, 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 far, as fast as I'm going through it, it is a complicated idea. It's beautiful but it is complicated. And the idea hinges on, on, on a muscle, on an analogy. The analogy is the relationship between the soul and the body. And the relationship between the soul and the body plays out in three different elements. This is just a quick summary of what we've said so far. So, uh, element number one is the soul, let's call it as you see it in Ghanedin. A soul in Ghanedin doesn't have, there's no leg part of a, of a soul and an ear part of a soul and a nose part. It's just the soul. 
It might have the potential to become different parts of the body, but it's just the soul. It's an untapped energy force of godly energy force that a soul. And in Ghanaian, you don't address the soul in a loud voice or a soft voice. It has no ears. It's just the soul. It's just a one unadulterated piece of energy, not split up, but with potential to be split up at some later point. That's the first way that the soul relates to the body. And in that way, there's no differentiation between the toenail and the brain and the nose and the ears. It's just the soul interacts with the body in a very just over overall type of energy level where everything's equal. The soul just relates to the body. That's number one. Number two is the soul has a part of itself that interacts with the brain. The brain gets this this fiery, let's go, energy from the from the soul, and that's the soul kind of downloads a part of itself into the brain, and from the and that's what number number two connections the body has with the soul, and number three connection the body has with the soul is that from the brain, the brain then appropriates that soul energy that it comes in, that downloads into the brain, the lion's share that goes to the brain, and the 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 brain says, hold up, the eyes need some energy, so it throws a package of of electromagnetic energy, or let's just use modern terminology to the eyes and says okay see and to the to the nose and to the ears and even to the toes you know feel and move etc all the thing all the little energy levels that happen every single part of the body it does come from the soul too but by way of the brain because the brain knows how to mitigate and to control the flow of energy so there's three different forms of energy that are coming between the soul and the body the body and soul interact with each other in three different formats Dalteb is going to say this is a, an analogy, though not perfect, because we're talking about a, a body and a soul compared to God in this world. You can't really compare, but to some degree, this analogy transfers over where we're talking about God's energy interacting with this world. It also has three different forms, let's call it, of how it interacts. Today's time is going to be dealing with the first, the first one. What is that? That's how the soul really doesn't have any form of direct connection with the body. And it's, it, it touches and doesn't touch everything equally. It's The soul is so much greater than the body that it, it, it has no way of interacting individually with something because it's just entirely beyond. The, a body is a physical thing. A soul is a spiritual entity. With that introduction, let's begin. The kacham mamash al derech mashal. Al says exactly like in the mashal. This is how it is. Ain so yibarachum Hashem fills the world in order to give it life. So God's interaction with this world. And every single world, remember, this is the lowest of all the worlds. There are a myriad, uncountable amount of worlds above us. And in every single one of these worlds, there's, there's angels and souls, uncountable. And, and the amount of worlds, each one higher than the next one, is also uncountable. It's just a, a multitude of worlds, one above the other one. So there's so much going on beyond what we see in this physical world. That makes it clear. The energy level that Hashem has, that interacts, interacts with the highest of worlds, and the energy level that Hashem has when interacting with this world is exactly the same. In, let's call it format number one. In format number one, there's a part of Hashem's energy because it's so much greater than everything. Even the highest in the world, Hashem's energy is so much beyond that. When Hashem sends energy to it, it just doesn't matter. Who cares whether it's higher? The higher and lower that we see is 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 incomparable to Hashem. Almost like you have an ant. An ant might be going up a massive hill, and meanwhile, it's just a, a bowl, a soup bowl. And in the and the ants. So what's high and low for an ant? might be really important for him, but for us, oh, big deal, that's not very high at all. For Hashem, the highest of worlds and the lowest of worlds 
For us, it's not walls. These are high walls. It feels like such a big deal. For Hashem, on the other hand, it makes no difference at all. Hashem is hidden from all the hiddenness, which means Hashem doesn't makes no difference to Hashem, the highest of the worlds and the lowest of this world. It, it just makes a difference. So the energy Hashem sends, it's, it's irrelevant. For Hashem, the, 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 this world and the highest of worlds makes no difference at all. And Hashem is entirely hidden. From just as Hashem is hidden in this world, you look at a chair, you don't see Hashem through it. In the highest world, you also don't see Hashem through it because Hashem is beyond it entirely. Just Hashem is highest, um, is entirely concerned in the lower world, so Hashem is concealed in the in the higher in the higher world. And the flip side as well, Hashem is found. Just as Hashem is found here, Hashem is also found there. That on the first format of Hashem's relationship to this world, everything is equal. Nothing really makes any difference. Highest and lowest makes absolutely no difference. Hashem's equally hidden and equally found because everything is just nothing compared to God. Because nothing could comprehend God at all. Nothing could be within the spectrum of God. I feel about illness in the end, meaning the highest of worlds. Hashem is entirely not there in a way of revelation. Hashem is hidden there. And the flip side, just as Hashem is found there, Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is everything and everything is Hashem. Hashem is equally every, everything and everything is equal. Hashem. There's no real difference in format number one between the highest of worlds and the lowest of worlds in a way that Hashem is found, there's no difference. And in a way Hashem is, in the way that Hashem is concealed, Hashem is equally concealed absolutely everywhere. And that's the first idea. Now we're going to go, continue on with that. There's going to be two more ideas, two more formats, how Hashem's relationship with this world. We'll explain each, each format moving forward. Thank you so much for joining Tanya, 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 Tanya,